a lot of negative feedback that we're pushing the audience to a point where, where we shouldn't. But, but you know, believe me, they're loving it, and everybody is safe. I promise you. Did didn't someone have a heart attack? Yeah. Well, besides a heart attack victim, yeah. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love the sick and wrong in the major way I'm murder Johnny Depp just to have some fun While I'm here D. Simon and Harrison What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee Or video game news with Jeffrey It'll be hip and it'll be cool Kids don't take drugs and stay in school Or you might end up like Trucker Paul Freddy's out Lick my balls. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, uh, do you ever eat while moving your bowels? <clears throat> no. Have you ever done it? You know what? I It's probably happened at some point, but it's generally something I generally try to avoid, so I can't remember why I would or when. I, I think it's wholly unnatural for someone yeah. to do that. Right. Like consuming while you're excreting. It doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, you don't need, there's a time and place to eat and it's not in the bathroom. Mm. And I guess I would maybe give you a pass if it's like your own bathroom and you're starving. Mm. But even then it's, it's disgusting. Mm. But today I was, uh, I, I, had to, I, I had to take a shit really bad. I was like, well, thank you for giving me a hypothetical pass for a hypothetical event that may or may not have ever happened. I appreciate that. Okay, I'm real... just letting you know. If, if How it, magnanimous if, of you. If it's in your own house, but if you do it at work, mm. you're a sick fuck. Mm. So today, I was like in a hurry, but I, unfortunately, I was in like a bunch of meetings. I just didn't have time to get to the bathroom. So it got to the point where it's like, I'm, I need to go now. So I went to the bathroom, get in the stall. I walk over, and this like, I don't know, there's like four or five stalls there, all taken except for one in the middle. And so I just kind of sit in them, sit in and I'm doing my business. And like about three minutes in, I hear like the unwrapping of what sounded like, like a Subway sandwich or something. Mm. And I was like, oh, these guys probably just reading a newspaper, which is also kind of weird because most people are on their phone. But then I heard like chewing noises. Like, <clears throat> and I mean, dude, the, the whole place smells like fecal matter sure and it's like men just you know doing their business like a, you know in concert and yet this guy is sitting there in the stall right next to me eating i i and unfortunately it's like i had just started so it's not like i could just like leave and so i had to sit there and, and listen to this guy shitting and eating it was torture do you know who it was no well that that was the thing i want i was like trying to wait but the guy got out in front of the guy got out before me, and then there were like three people like washing their hands. So I didn't really see what, it. Could have been one of three people. I'm just so curious I, if it was a fat guy because it sounds that's like you fat know guy stuff generally. You know, I was thinking that too. Like maybe it was a fat guy, but a lot of fat guys would take offense at that because they're like, you know, I can hold my appetite while I, you know, defecate. Like you're just saying that because I'm a fat guy. But I was wondering about that because it was saying the odds. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just dispassionately, coldly stating statistics that I've made up in my mind. All right. <laughs> Fat guys constantly have to stuff their face, no matter what time of the day or what they're doing. Um, I don't. I've know. heard it's something I've heard fat guys talk about, usually in like their tight fives, but still. 
I've never guy, heard anyone yeah. admit to it other than fat guys. So. Well, the other thing is the whole office right now is festooned with Halloween candy. There's Halloween candy everywhere. Mm. Like, uh, they, they go all out. They have, like, fucking jack-o'-lanterns and dishes everywhere, like, throughout the office with Halloween candy. So there's a chance he might have just had, like, a shitload of candy and was just sitting there eating, like, fucking milk duds or whatever mm. while he's taking a shit. I don't know. But I was, like, sitting there thinking, like, do I do, like, would you do something? What are you going to do? What is wrong with you? I was going to knock on the door, like on the what wall. It? It's like, his Stop. business. It's his business. It's, it's now my business because I have no, to hear it. No, it affects you not at all. It, it, it. It, it disgusts me. You know what it reminded me? It reminded me of like the fucking just like being tortured at like one of these fucking haunts or something. These, these uh-huh. Halloween haunt things. You know how like they, they find your biggest fear and they, or they try to like. 80% of the people on this earth disgust me. You don't see me yelling at them through stall doors, you know? Well, okay, what would you do if you saw somebody barefoot in the bathroom? Hey, if they want to get weird fungus, fungi, that's their biz. God, I don't know. I just, sometimes I'm just, I already kind of hate having to shit in the company of other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm already kind of on, on edge. My nerves are on edge just having to do that. And then here's a guy eating. Well, and it's just... I, I don't know. Like there was a guy. I remember this guy. I, I don't think he works there anymore. But this dude. God, would it would build... be so funny if you ever go to prison. <sighs> um, I, um, oh my god! Could you imagine? Um, excuse excuse me, me, White Power Mike. <laughs> could you please refrain from uh, eating the uh, your commissary chips when you're on the toilet, please? Thank you. And please, courtesy flush. You know, for the rest of us here, you know, who have to smell you. Um, but yeah, so there's another guy. I haven't seen him in a while, but this guy used to puzzle me. I might've talked about him before I've spoken about him, but this guy used to cocoon himself in. He would put like toilet paper on like the, you know, the, the sides of the door. So you couldn't see into the stall, which I thought was, I thought that was amazing at the time. I'm like, God, this guy is so weird. Mm. Like he was worried that someone was going to watch him. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I never... used to do that with my jacket I would hang up my jacket like that um, But that was because I was like this was, You know 18 years ago When I was shooting up at bathrooms a lot So I guess that makes sense But this guy yeah. would do this You know just on a You know every time he took a shit He would like cocoon himself in there And like put toilet paper over the cracks But anyway I was just sitting there thinking about this Because um, I had watched a, uh, a, a documentary On haunts and in this mm-hmm. in this documentary, there's a guy who runs one of these like extreme terror haunts, and he like interviews you before you before you sign up for it, and he chooses his candidates that come into his his uh you know uh, his his haunt that he that he like customizes for your experience, and he asks you what your biggest fears are, and I was sitting there thinking like I think one of my biggest fears might be someone just like shitting. Or like me shitting and someone like forcing food in my mouth or something. Okay. Like that, that might be it. Cause I was just like sitting there or maybe just having to listen to like 20 men shitting and eating at the same time. That well, might be my about, biggest fear. How about you shitting and someone shoving shit in your mouth? That doesn't bother me. That's no, that's right. fine. Okay. <laughs> that's right. fine. It's just, it's when they're eating like food, you know, consumable mm. food. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> have you ever been to any of the... Those those haunts? Do you do that? Do you do those, those no. scary I, didn't haunts? Didn't you go, go to one with um, whoever that Asian girl was who played the fucking violin? 
Oh, Mia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you What's, go to one of those with her? Yeah, that was, we went to one, what the fuck was that one? 17th Door, I think it was called. It was, uh, I think we got, we got in for, we got in for the media pass. Second mm-hmm. wrong. Cause sometimes like I'll just send them an email being like, yeah, we're going to talk about your, sh- your, your haunt. And they'll be like, yeah, here's two free passes. So me and I went to one, but I've been to like universal horror nights and not scary. Folk. Yeah. But that's different. Isn't it? The one you went to with her different. It, it was like a little scarier because okay. it was just like more of an independent one. It wasn't like I always read one. the accounts of them where it's like, you know, you go into a room and there's like, you know, some big fat guy, in a bloody, you know, wife beater, Casey you know, you with raping a, a wo- raping a girl, you know, who's duct taped on a filthy mattress, and then he like runs at you and like fucking starts now, the doing one, shit to you. The one we went to was called yeah. Delusion. That's the one, okay. and that one is like more of a story. Mm. Like there's crazy shit going on, but it's kind of like you're like sleep no more. There's like a story going on. Right, yeah. and you walk through it. That was the one I went to with her. We didn't go to one of those ones like blackout, where you're going in by yourself with like a a hood over your head. Yeah, I wouldn't. I couldn't do that. I don't even really like the regular ones. No, I don't either. I mean, not that I'm scared of it. I'm just more. Yeah. It's just annoying. Yeah. Like not scary farms. You like walk around. Like you stand in line for an hour to go into this maze, and then people kind of like jump out at you, and then like teens scream and and like smack into you while they're trying to run you know run out of the place mm. it's just annoying like frightened teens screaming <laughs> is what i describe those mm. you know sometimes they can be like universal horror nights does the like the classic movie monster maze that's cool mm. where you see like you know all the and they pull out all their classic props that one's kind of fun i would say universal horror nights if you want to go to one of those is mm. a good one but if you're gonna spend like I mean, you're going to end up spending like 150 bucks to get like a front of the line pass, or then you're going to be able to go on like three mazes. Yeah. So it's going to, I don't know. It's just too many people. You know, there's a new one. Um, well, actually, I guess it's not really a, it's not really a haunt. It's called House of Spirits. Okay. And uh, I kind of want to, you know, actually you should see if, I should see if I can get, you could probably go this weekend if you wanted to. Um, I emailed the guy and he put gave me a media pass, but. He never gave me the address of the fucking place. Oh. And it's like a secret address. It's somewhere in Hollywood. Yeah. But it's like this old haunted mansion. You go in there and you get different whiskeys in every room. Oh. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool, it actually. It's called House of Spirits. Oh, I've heard of this shit. Yeah, it's like... Isn't it, that open year-round or something? Or I think but, this is the first year Oh, that they've right. done somebody, it. Somebody was telling me this. But isn't it? Is it always haunted all year round, or is it just? I mean, they Halloween. might do other things in the space, but like for the this past month, it's been like this haunt where they have right. like evil shit everywhere, and that. But you got but, a you got a pass for that? Yeah, I got a two. I got a media pass, but oh. I didn't get to use it. Okay. When so if you want this weekend? No, it was for last. Uh, it was last Thursday. Okay. But they never gave me the address, so I never went. But if you want, I, I could reach yeah. out for him. I could reach out okay. to him and uh, see if I hook you up. Yeah, please do. I yeah, mean, if cool. it was for, it might have already passed. There might be no tickets left. But oh yeah, they might be sold out now. But I'll yeah. I'll reach out to him, see what I can do. Right. Yeah, but that's the thing. Some of these, some of them are kind of cool. I like the ones that like try to do something different than just like, you know, walking into Texas Chainsaw in mm. your in a basement, you know. But anyway, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up 
is uh, at Lenora's wedding, I ran into this guy, John Schnitzer, who I interviewed a long time ago. This guy's done a lot of stuff. He, like, at one of, like, I think it was, like, Obama's aunt wedding anniversary or something, he, he created these 3D ghosts. He's, like, a special effects guy. But he's really good friends with Lenora. But he came out with this documentary called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. It's a pretty good documentary. It's on Netflix. I totally recommend it to people. And he kind of covers, like, from he kind of covers the haunted houses, but the you know the haunted houses that like regular independent people have made all the way up to like the corporate ones like Universal and uh, and Not Scary Farms, and then he like talks about how they started as like family friendly haunted houses and have kind of spawned into this like subculture of extreme terror and horror simulations that are trying to outdo each other. And it kind of culminates in this one that I was talking about earlier with this guy. It's called McKamey Manor where, I mean, this dude does, it's probably one of the most like controversial, like full contact horror haunts. I, I think he's been shut down several times. It's insane. Um, but anyway, you, um, I talked to him and, uh, at uh, Lenore's wedding. I was like, hey, you should come on the show. We could talk about it. So uh, I got an interview. They had uh, to move it to Tennessee or something, didn't they? I think he. I think they it shut used, it down. It was in it San Diego. Used to be in San Diego, and then they had to move it to Alabama or Tennessee. I wouldn't be surprised about that. I mean, some of these guys, like this guy, I'll get into it with John. But th- this guy, like, he transforms his whole home into this, and his whole home's full of props. And his wife is like, "Well, it's his thing. He enjoys <laughs> it, you know." And I, I just get used to it. But it would be nice to have my house back. It's like, yeah, it's this is completely fucked. Your hobby is fucked. Um, and yeah, you, and the videos online are just, I mean, it's, it's sheer terror. I don't know why anyone would do it. But anyway, I talked to John Schnitzer about his film Haunters, uh, The Art of the Scare. And so let's, uh, let's play this interview. Hello. John, how's it going? It's D calling from Sick and Wrong. <laughs> it's going, it's going good. How about you? Ah, pretty good, man. It was great running into you at a Lenore's wedding last weekend. I, which was kind of a Halloween activity, if you think about it. There are mermaids and creepy puppeteers. It was you know, a total of, interactive experience. It was an interactive Halloween. I wouldn't say a haunt, but an interactive, yeah. like, seasonal activity. Lots of goths there. Um, yeah. How is your Halloween season going? It's been amazing, and it's exhausting because there's just there's so many things to do. Yeah, I know, especially in the city. It, especially in Southern California, because in Southern California, we have so many home haunts and immersive experiences and theme park haunts. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I am not complaining because I like to go. I want to go to everything. Have you uh, been to like one every like like one? I don't know every weekend or how how, how many haunts have you hit this year? Oh my God. I, I don't know, but there's no way I'm just doing one in a weekend. I have like so many to go to. I'm, I'm usually going to things from um, Wednesday through Sunday and sometimes something pops up on a Monday. So I mean, it's just this, it's constantly in. I mean, if Los you think Angeles about it, like best place for Halloween now. It yeah. Really LA is like, like the Halloween Mecca. And if you think about it, they're usually they're like uh, you know it's blackout like Monday and Tuesday, but a lot of them run Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, but then sometimes we have something on a Monday because it's like a Haunters Day, so it's like the day the haunt will be open for other haunters. Oh, um, to check it that out. Can't. Really, that's right. 
And then we even have stuff running through the beginning of November for more Haunters Days. So it's like, okay, if you miss our haunt, then they keep it open. Even some home haunts do that out here. It's kind of incredible. There's, there's nothing like this anywhere else in the world. I mean, it, there's a lot of haunts in other places and a lot of great experiences, but L.A. Yeah. really brings it. Yeah, L.A. certainly does. I was wondering about that. Like, are there haunts in, like, like other countries? Like, does Japan have haunts? Like, weird Japanese yeah. horror haunts? Yeah, Japan's got um, some year-round haunts also. And they, uh, there's, it's, it's kind of incredible. Like, there's haunts all over the place. But Japan, the way they do their haunts are totally different from how we do ours. Like, they have a haunt out there where it's... They really get you into the story before you go inside, and you actually get exposed to the story that takes 45 minutes for them to tell it to you. So you get really in-depth details about this ghost story that you're about to experience and the place and why it's haunted and what's happened to it, and you get really into it, and then the doors open. And so that – look – that's what that makes it terrifying. Yeah, with the context. Yes, of course. So it's like, you know, but then there's like uh, Mexico. They've got the oldest traditional haunt around. They've got like it's a uh, it's fifty. I think this year's gonna be in Mexico City. It's the fifty first year of this um, theme park haunt. that's three stories tall. And I went to it last year, and it was amazing. It was really. It's in a theme park. It, there was like an exorcist room, and this guy was kind of dressed as like a kind of Linda Blair type of, <sighs> you know, exorcist. And the bed itself was also was part trampoline. So you don't notice it looks like a normal bed. And then he just starts bouncing off the bed and you know, leaping after you. And I mean, wherever oh, you go, right, yeah. it's amazing. And everyone's got their own take on it, but they're all trying to take in, taking from RQ and trying to see what, to push the boundaries i've I've noticed that too that's one thing i liked about your film is that uh, you kind of started off showing like the innocuous origin of these haunts like most of them were like most of them were like family friendly you know i mean they started out like that like uh what was this one nightmare on loganberry it's a family haunt you know and then like universal horror nights and not scary farms like they're pretty family friendly um but do you think there's still a lot of those left? Because it seems like there's a trend in moving towards like more extreme type of haunt experiences. I think now there are like okay, if someone says they like horror films, they go, "Oh yeah, I'm really into horror films." Then you kind of have to ask them, "Well, what kind of horror films?" Because there yeah. are like a thousand subgenres of horror films, right? So you get everything from supernatural. Uh, to slasher, to torture, torture porn, porn, and everything yeah. in between. And now there is a haunt or a horror attraction that represents every single subgenre of horror. And yeah, there's always going to be way more um, family-friendly ones because that's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it also, it's, it, things just start that way. So we have you're always going to have the supernatural ones. You're always going to have the traditional ones where nobody's going to touch you because you got to have a starting point for people <laughs> as to, to enter into this world. The extreme haunts where they touch you and where you have to sign a waiver and you might get shocked and things go really extreme. Though, there's not that many of those. 
you know, but yeah, but they're there. Is (laughs) that more of a, like a relatively recent phenomenon, these extreme haunts? Like the past few years? They start, this is the 10th anniversary of extreme haunts. Oh, they started years ago. 2009 is when they started. And the, um, they, they started with blackout. They were the first one. And we cover that in the movie, but we actually cover their story even more depth um, in the bonus features um, where you actually learn a bit more about like how they got their start because Blackout, it's not like these guys set out to go, okay, let's let's revolutionize haunting. Let's, 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 let's do an extreme haunt. What they did was these guys were um, – it's Christian Thor and um, Josh Randall. They – were these uh, theater directors, off-Broadway theater directors hmm. that uh, had this theater for 20 years. And the rents kept getting raised by the landlords, and they were having problems paying the rent. And so they, this one summer, they were like, oh, in 2009, they are like, okay, we have to do something right now to make some money. And the idea was, what if they put on a haunted house in the summertime? And since they had no budget, it was like, okay, so... No costumes because there's no money. No sets. <laughs> no lighting. Yeah, let's just turn the lights out. <laughs> That's it. And so what they did was they called it blackout, and instead of wearing clothes, they had all the actors naked. Um, and yes. they then started leaking out information like this is a kind of an extreme haunted house where naked people are going to waterboard you and do terrible things to you, and they showed up for the first day and he said he says this in my in in this in the bonus features it's so great though because he's like cracking up he's like he's like like an idiot where we show up to our theater there's a line around the block and we're like what's going on here and they go oh we heard there's this haunted house where naked people waterboard you it's gonna be nuts <laughs> and like and that's it they it blew Got a <laughs> it line of perverts people. around the block Basically, he said once they told the guys to go fuck themselves, everyone showed up. <laughs> so, it was like a the, big deal. Well, the thing is with Blackout, too, isn't it one of those solo haunts? Like, you're by yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's, look, when they created this thing out of desperation, they, they made some incredible innovations, and one of which is you go through alone. And when you go through a horror attraction by yourself. There's no one there for you to impress. There's no one to like, if you get scared, there's no, none, none of your friends are going to see you freak out. Yeah. You don't so have to people, act tough, you know? No, you do not. And you won't. And when you're by yourself, you don't get the same fight or flight or f- reactions that you have in like a normal traditional hunt because it's a very personal experience. You know, but they also came up with the I- the idea of having a safe word in the experience. So, like, if you can't take anymore, yell the safe word, and it's over. You know, so you think about it, it's kind of, and the, even the the nudity was really interesting because yeah, I mean, it's 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 very innovative. Well, I think about it this way that, and this is another thing Josh Randall said that I thought was so interesting. He said, if you have a naked person in front of you, it's like, oh wait a minute, this is real. <laughs> What is about to happen to me? This is a real naked person running, running after me. <laughs> it, they're <laughs> like full contact. I mean, you sign a waiver, and I don't know how yeah. you know how uh, you know much this this waiver will, will 
be held up in court. But I mean, you do sign a waiver saying that you allow these people to touch you, to grab you, to put your head underwater. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, the waiver is a piece of paper you take to court when you sue somebody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we live in a litigious culture, you know? We do. We do. But I mean, look, the extreme haunts, and especially this time of year, they're always making news because they're always trying to do something different and raise the bar. You know, there's a great uh, some extreme haunts in uh, in Vegas. Uh, the Freakling Brothers had the victim experience, in which you know lives up oh. the title. They're really gonna put you through something insane. Um, <laughs> I think at one point they had like a like a professional wrestler inside that experience that would pick you up and throw you into the next room. <laughs> but then there's also 17th Door in Orange County, which I think the second year that they were around, the 17th door got protested by like thousands of protesters mm-hmm. uh, because what they do is um, there's 17 doors and when one lights up green, then you can it unlocks. So you go inside the room and then something happens to you for a certain <laughs> amount of time until the next door lights up green. And it is really wild. There's a, they use electricity. They lock you in boxes that go up in the air. It's like it's out of control. It's really fun. It's really scary. But year two, their theme was a school shooter. Ooh, so you were yeah, I can see that's of, controversial. It is. It really is. And every year they do something to a new to kind of raise thing the bar. Crosses a line. Oh, they, they're <laughs> always doing. So have you done Seventeenth Door? Oh yeah, I do it every year. What's their What's their theme this year? They do it three times. What? What's that? What's their theme this year? Okay, so they've had the same thing now for the last three years, but it's totally they keep changing it. Like what happens inside the haunt so much? And it's a prison theme. So you're going to go to prison, and the creators of the hunt, they create everything there. They build everything there. So you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything there that you're gonna see somebody somewhere else. Like they're not just they're not buying stuff that you see in haunts. You know, it's very it's really interesting how they do what they do, and it's it's really scary. I mean, I it, it's really scary. The hairs in the back of my neck stand up. I mean, this year especially, I was in this one room, and once I walked in the room and I heard the electricity like humming through the room and I'm like, Oh, this is like a shocking room. Like this room is going to be <laughs> shocking. And, I, and you could hear like the stuff humming. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I don't know that I, like, I gotta get the fuck out of this room. Wow. <laughs> it's really, yeah, like you're mentally so, preparing yourself for it, you know? Totally. But it, you know, it's a, and the scare actors are, they're so in, intense. Like the, um, it's really incredible. So in my movie, we have um, Char Mayer. She is my favorite. She was pretty scare. awesome. I love her. She's look. She's been a she's been a scare actor in haunts since 1974. <laughs> and the first time I met her, she was in, it was in a show um, called Play Dead. And her first appearance, she popped out and just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I was like so. <laughs> I was so impressed with how scary she was from barely doing anything. She's just so intense. And so she's been through everything. She did every kind of – she's the first scare actor to do every single kind of haunt from traditional and hayrides and theme parks 
to extreme hunts. And so she's done everything from blackout to delusion, you name it. Wow. And at 17th Door, she's now leading their, for the last few years, has been leading their scare school where she teaches the monsters the right way to scare. Um, which well, is that's, that's one thing cool. you touched upon on it is like actors can get injured. I mean, yes. she even told a story where I think when she get like shoved into the ground or something and had to wear armor. Yeah, she had like she got uh, really her back completely messed up uh, when she was scare acting at this one um, at this one haunt, and uh, these guys got scared and they they punched her, <laughs> and sometimes you know they. It, get, it gets even worse than that. I mean, like, I'm, because we get into the details of, I mean, like, think about a scare actor as like almost like a professional athlete. You know, they're really yeah. good at something. They're, they can, they've got this skill, but then they, they come, you know, in striking distance of people who are afraid, and you never know what's going to happen. Unpredictable. I mean, it, it's like a fight or it flight is, response, you know? Fight or flight or freeze. Or, or freeze, yeah. Just don't move, <laughs> and it's like, okay, we got to move this person along. But uh, it, it happens. It happens a lot at the traditional haunts because the traditional theme park haunts, people are like, okay, I guess this is what we're going to do this time of year. We're going to go to a, a theme park haunt, even if that's something they've never done before, and then maybe they're going to have a drink before. So now they're kind of drunk, and now they're really amped up, and now they're with their friends, and then. Someone jumps out somewhere unexpected, and what are they going to? They, they might turn around and just by just, reflex yeah. punch someone. And other people kind of go out of their way to to do something, you know, messed up to these scare actors. I mean, I actually got a um a lot of pictures recently. Um, the scare actors have been showing me um this one woman um just her whole back it was it's all black and blue from these these guys who got scared and then and punched and kicked her I mean, and we actually shared that on our facebook page to show people because it's like you know what there there's a human behind the mask and they're they're doing everything possible to give you the illusion of danger while giving you a real thrill so you can scream your head off and and enjoy like the therapeutic value of being scared like i like to call it scarapy <laughs> we get <laughs> doses of scarapy you know and people need to like, if you think you can't go through something like that without some kind of, uh, a, you know, a fight reflex, then just that, don't maybe go. you should avoid it. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, ultimately, they have to realize these are scare actors. These are people exactly. acting, and that's what and that's what they're being paid to do. But at the same time, I mean, it's like there's one thing when you have like those guys at, at Universal Horror Nights or uh, or. Um, not scary farms like skating up to you and just kind of frightening you and then skating away where that's another right. thing when they're grabbing you and like you know shoving spiders in your mouth i mean that that's the thing that uh, that i found i i guess most disturbing about your film is just this rise of these extreme haunts each one trying to top the other one to make right. this like unique terror experience and it kept making me feel like why would someone want to go through an experience like McKamey Manor, like why would you want to do that to yourself? That's a great question. I mean, that I every time I ask somebody that, usually the answer was I want to find out something about myself. And I'd say, 
what do you want to find out? And they usually said, I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> how much fear you can take before you crack? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> some people even said that they wanted to see um, how tough they really are. They wanted to know, understand what their limits are. They they wanted to see what they would do if they were in a real life horror film, you know. And because if you watch a horror movie, you can always yeah, feel like I, I mean, want, I would do this, I would do that. And it's like, well, what would you do if this was happening to you? Would you shut down, cry? Would you be able to take it? And I mean, to me. I mean, I would never do McKamey Manor, but I also would never pledge a fraternity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? well, well, that's the I thing. Wanted... You know, when you watch horror, it's like you're experiencing it vicariously. When you go to McKamey yes. Manor, you're experiencing it. That's real. That's life. That's authentic. You know, that's as authentic as it can get. So, I mean, maybe that's what these people are looking for. Yeah, sure. But it's like, the thing about too is when you go to a horror attraction you're putting yourself in the hands of whoever's behind the mask and the judgment of whoever's running the attraction. And it was really interesting to find out when I asked the Josh Randall of blackout, I said, how do you choose your actors for your experience? And he said, I, I make sure I choose the people who have the most amount of empathy. And at first I hmm. didn't quite get that, but then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. They, it's almost like when Wes Craven made a horror film, he cared about people. The best horror filmmakers, Jordan Peele, whatever, uh, John Carpenter, these are people who cared about people. And you can tell because they always have a sense of humor. They, they're, they're, they, they, you're not just beating someone over the head with a baseball bat because it's like at some point you're just going to go numb and it's not going to be scary anymore and it's just traumatic. But if you care about people, and you're trying to scare them the, the right way, then you're going to have peaks and valleys and it's a real roller coaster ride of emotion. Yeah. yeah so you want people who, you know, who are giving you the illusion of danger, not actual danger. And the problem with McCain Manor was that it was an extreme haunt that had no safe word. It was the only <laughs> extreme haunt in the world to not have a safe word. And that's the huge problem because you need to give people a way out. out. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. is, is that even legal? Because to me, it seemed like assault. Like this guy, personally, I feel like he's a psychopath who's getting some kind of like sexual, psychosexual satisfaction after watching these people being tortured or videotaping it. I mean, especially his wife even said that he spends hours just editing these tapes. Well, you know, you know he considers himself more of a, he considers himself more of a director than a haunter because he's filming every second of these people going through and making these online videos. Meanwhile, some of his videos do have 20 million views. Yeah. So, and, you know, you know he actually, he is a director, you know, <laughs> but it, it is, and people around the world watch it too. And you look at the comments and see, you see thousands and thousands of comments, people arguing. I mean, it's uh it's a fascinating thing to understand how this guy spent about $500,000 yeah. built in his backyard and only charging people two cans or two bags of dog two food. Two bags of dog through. food. Right. He's only charging dog food. And it's like he, he's also doing it in such a way where it goes on for so many hours, he can only get two people in, at the most four people in, in an entire day. 
<laughs> and that's it. Well, the other weird so, thing about it, too, yeah. is that he pre-screens these people. For a long time, yeah. Yeah, for a long time. He like does a video interview with them, finds out what their fears are, and then customizes this traumatic experience for them. Yeah, and, it's like, well, this person's more afraid of spiders, and I'm going to make sure to, he's going to make sure to bring out the tarantulas. If they're more, you know, and then if he thinks they're lying to him about what they're afraid of, then he's going to go in their social media and talk to people on Facebook and find out like what's, what are they really afraid of? And he's going to find out and then do that to them. So it was a real, I mean, that's to me, it blew my mind that that existed at all. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Hear someone say that you always hear someone say, well, this is the most insane haunted house in the world. It's going to mess you up for life. You won't believe it. And then you go and it's like, well, that's not true at all. And it's just fine. Like when, even when they rebooted like the evil dead, it was yeah. like the most terrifying experience of your life. And you see it and like, I had a good time, but I wouldn't call it the most terrifying experience of my life. Meanwhile, this thing is like, yeah, this is the most terrifying thing yeah. ever. I mean, to be honest, and- this guy is like the max hardcore of extreme haunts. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, it's like he was, he was at one point in the, in the movie, he was explaining to his actors who some of them actually are even felons. Right. And like, ex-military or whatever but he was in he was explaining like if if the person vomits you shove the vomit back in their mouth and you're just like what the fuck dude <laughs> like why would you want to experience that uh yeah yeah he's <laughs> he says you pick up the vomit and you put it back in their face <laughs> and then he said it sounds gross right but it makes for some killer footage and it's like well hold on what do you mean it sounds gross yeah <laughs> like, it really I mean, the thing about it, too, is some people, I mean, he's never, in the entire time that he's been doing this, um, there's never been, like, a, a lawsuit against him. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. which is kind of incredible. It's, it's since, unbelievable, you know, yeah. A very litigious society. But the thing is, he has everybody watch the videos before they go. And his videos are not short. They're hours and hours was long of people screaming for help that they want to get out and him laughing saying i'm not letting you out but when you look at those videos it's hard to to understand like what like there's a there's a spotlight on his camera so there's a spotlight in people's faces and to, to me i was like well, wait a minute why is this um why are they freaking out so much this guy's there with a video camera talking to them the whole time yeah but then you're and then you're in there, and it's like, oh, there's a spotlight in their face. They can't quite see anything around them. They're kind of blinded by a spotlight. When they walk into like certain rooms, the walls are like real steel. It's like real metal. Or like, I mean, his videos don't capture what it smells like, what it feels like, and when they grab you and how hard that is, and when they start wrapping your head up in duct tape. They shove you like in water. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and the, and the crazy thing. Do that part too, so you don't even know that's even coming. Yeah, and the crazy like, thing it's his home. He does this in his home, and his wife is like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's Russ's hobby." It's like it's just your your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's dude. It was crazy. I mean, like I remember. I again, I it was hard to wrap my mind mind around like just looking at the videos. But it really wasn't easy to get permission to film there because he'd not let anybody film what he was doing. But I was able to convince him. And I mean, one of my favorite parts is actually being able to show 
what it looks like when he's filming people. And we split screen, yeah. actually, him with his video camera, and then you see what actually what's actually happening. And I got his footage, and I'm filming him doing it. And it was really like, yeah, that was, no, I mean, that's it, crazy. it was disturbing at, at another level. But the thing is, yeah. you're right. These people, you know, they, they watch the videos. They know what they're going to get into. And that one woman, uh, I think her name was Gracie. Uh, she said she was traumatized. She went to a therapist, but yet she did it three times. <laughs> you know, come right. on. <laughs> That's right. I got to tell you, look, people, you know, they used to say what the kids say the darndest things. People are fascinating. People are really fascinating. You, you cannot, you can't, you can't yeah. make shit up. You can't do it. I mean, like, that's one thing I love about a documentary is my favorite documentaries open a window into a subculture that you'd never be able to get into. Yeah. And once you're there, you're experiencing the psychology of a different kind of person. And it's mind blowing. And that grace story, I, I couldn't believe it while it was happening. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I was astounded. constantly being blown away. Like I, she says, well, it's strange that I even did this because of my job. And I was like, what's your job? I mean, that's it. She, she told me because of her job. And I'm like, what's your job? And she said, I'm in risk management. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is the irony. You know, it was just completely lost here. And she had like that really interesting idea. Like, the reason she went is because, you know, in 2008, she was having like a professional crisis or she was yeah. losing her job. And a lot of people were losing their jobs then, too. And so I mean, we had like a huge, you know, the downward spiral of, of the housing market and everything yeah, happened. Yeah, the recession then. at the and time. Totally. And so it's, she wanted to see if she can, she wanted to go face her fears and freak out. But, you know, he's not, he's not like working with a psychologist or he's not working <laughs> with a neuroscientist no. building this thing. It's someone who's just like, a you know, it'd be really terrible. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah, well, he he looks, basically he's the guy from Saw. As the sadomasochist, though, they would have a safe word. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he does not. <laughs> so, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, <laughs> when you're crossing a line that other people, I mean, it's just mind-blowing. It still freaks me out. I mean, I, the amount of times I said to him, dude, you need a safe word. You need to let people get out of this thing. It's like, no, they'd only last a minute then. I'm like, well, then maybe don't make it so oh hardcore. He's like, I need to. It's like, wow, look, wild. I mean, I didn't narrate this documentary for a reason. No, I yeah. wanted to be able to watch it, experience it, and then have a debate and have an argument. There's even haunts now that show my movie at the beginning of their haunt season in September to the scare actors so they can debate and discuss the right and wrong way of scaring people, which I think is really cool. <laughs> That's great. It's an educational film now. Um, yeah, the, the one, one more point I want to make here uh, uh, before, before we end is I love how you focus on the spouses or, quote, oh, yeah. haunt widows of the haunt creators. <laughs> it's like Halloween versus the relationship with your loved one. And, I mean, mm. it, and it worked. I mean, you had, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, 
is it Char Charmaine? They, Char, yeah. Char. Char, the actress. Her husband, not even interested in Halloween at all. Doesn't even like scary films. And, <laughs> and then you had, um, I forget the guy that Dom. wore the sunglasses. And his yeah, wife, Dom. yeah, his wife was just like, fuck this Halloween bullshit. And, you know, his marriage is on the line, but this is his obsession. Right. You know, and these that's what it is. These guys are obsessed with it. I don't know really what they get out of the home haunts. I mean, you said that they... Some of them, the goal is to go pro, but what, what does that really mean? Look, some of them want to be able to do this for a living, you know, which makes perfect sense. I mean, if you're, if you're really good at this, you're, if you're good at creating a theatrical horror experience that's live, that gives you the illusion of danger, that uh, scares the hell out of you, that tells a story. I mean, think about it. Like a real haunter is like, the ultimate P.T. Barnum. <laughs> yeah. You're giving people a, a wild experience. And if you can do that, it's like the ultimate job if you can do it for a living because you get to dream up the most terrifying, scary things. And what do people talk about all year long? You know, you know the fans are going to talk man. about this forever. Well, John, happy Halloween, man. And uh, thanks for being happy. on the show. And people, check out Haunters, The Art of the Scare on Netflix. And uh, then, then be sure to leave a great review on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. I I loved it. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great film. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think people should check it out. Also, learn more about John's uh, past and future projects at uh, johnschnitzer.com. Can uh, you've you've done yeah, some pretty cool things. Thanks, dude. And yeah, you can even see more on. Um... It, it might be easier to spell for them uh, thebrainfactory.com Brain <laughs> that's factory. our company Brain Factory and you'll see stuff from when we did um, when we worked on President Obama's first Halloween party at the White House with Tim Burton you'll see um, haunted houses that uh, I've produced for at YouTube and at YouTube Red Studios a lot of really fun stuff and even we have a virtual reality project on Oculus and Vive um, called oh, wow. Flatline Experience where you go through someone's actual near-death experience in virtual reality. So, oh, I mean, look, awesome. I, I love this stuff. I love scaring people. I love the psychology of scaring people. And, you know, this was, it was my first, it's my first feature film, Haunters, The Art of the Scare. And I'm just, uh, I'm so proud of it. It was great, I'm man. So I, I liked it a lot. Thanks for being <laughs> on the show. Uh, people, this is episode so 710 here is Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. And after that, um, some phone calls. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story we have here uh, has to do with the, this group of pedo hunters who used unnecessary violence against these two suspected sex offenders. Pedo it's a, it's hunters, a weird, yeah. hunters. But that's the thing. It's a weird extracurricular activity, this pedo hunting. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't condone pedophilia I, I don't i don't condone that whatsoever however i also don't condone vigilantes getting together masquerading as minors to entrap these pedos and then beating the fuck out of them in their backyards 
It's weird. It's a weird right, hobby. I could, I could see if you if you see one in your neighborhood being weird with you know around your kids. Oh well, or, yeah. Or well, then, then I can see sure. that in the act. But, uh, yeah. But these people kind of just entrap them on purpose and then humiliate them in public because they find it fun. The, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be. You, you ain't going to get a lot of people. Cr- a lot of outcry against that, I guess. You know, um, don't get me wrong. I I don't mm. condone pet pedophiles, and and mm. I don't think this is like an infringement on their rights. I just think it's a weird hobby. Like I mean, you could get together, mm. you could play Magic the Gathering in your house, <laughs> or or have a book club or something. It's like instead, this is a group called Predator Exposure, who it's consisting of men and women that get together and they take part in online chats with group members posing as teenagers. And then they try to just catch pedos, and that's what they do for fun. Well, you know what's even weirder than that? I don't know if you've ever seen those videos from Russia of the groups that do that. That pedo hunt? No, they don't do pedo hunt. It's because it's Russia's fucked. They do yeah. it just for, like, gay dudes. Oh, wow. So they wow. set up, like, a Craigslist-type encounter, and then it'll be... Usually it's, like... One I saw it was, like, a chick and then a bunch of dudes, and they're, like... They basically were like, you're not going to, you know, threaten him from leaving the house. And he tried to leave and there's like these big dudes and they're like, we're not going. And they were like, what did they do to him? He was like terrified. I I couldn't watch the whole thing. I don't know. God, that's awful. But they film him and they're like, what's your name? And they're like, we're going to expose you. God. And uh, and then they just ask him all these questions and like, you know, intimidate him. and, And it was just like, fucking Jesus Christ. But in Russia, isn't it illegal to be gay? I don't know if it's illegal to be gay. It's illegal to promote it. And it's frowned upon. It's definitely like... Like if they put that video out and his name out, it would probably like fuck up his life a great deal. I don't think it's actually illegal to be gay. Other, I think it's illegal to talk about it. But are you allowed to walk around holding hands with your boyfriend in public? I don't know. Yeah, I I don't don't know either. I've I've, I've heard it's like... You know, it's become like more criminalized now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't know what's going on over there, but, yeah. but that, but that's one thing. That's like you know, a homosexual can go be a homosexual as wherever he wants. I mean, it's fine. It's like, right. but you can't go around, you know, molesting kids. But right. it's just weird that this group of adults all get together on like a Saturday night and uh, let's let's go online and pretend to be eight year olds. And catch predators. Like <laughs> it's just a weird thing to do. Like if I met a yeah. girl that was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna come do this? It's my thing." I'd be like, "That's weird. It's yeah. weird that you do that." Mm-mm. And then beyond that, it's not like they're like sending you know the, like taking screen caps of their texts and then sending the cops to go do their job or to fucking uh, you know what's his name uh, Chris Hansen. They're actually going and finding the people in public and filming mm. the encounter. And then making citizens arrest, which is also weird. <laughs> right. So the members live stream the confrontations on social media. They then detain and verbally abuse the men and even used unnecessary violence against one because they held him in a headlock and physically dragged him out of a shop against his will. Mm. All the, uh, the, the, the entire time claiming they're making a lawful citizens arrest. That's their defense. They're, they're saying that they didn't commit any crimes. They're making a lawful citizen's arrest. But is that a lawful citizen's arrest or is that an assault? I, I've never been clear on what the, the 
the laws are with citizens' arrest, and I think they vary from state to state, definitely from country to country. I've often so. wondered about that. Like, you could walk up to a guy that's jaywalking, and can you be like, "I'm arresting you," and point at them, or can you like tackle them and hold them, a, a, you know, like hog tie well, I mean, or something? You know, random guys who work at a store are allowed to do that if if there's, there's a shoplifter. Guys? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like, true. And they don't have any real authority to do that other than to hold them for the police. If you're holding someone for the police, technically, you're Can okay. Can anyone make a citizen's arrest? Um, Sure. Why not? That's weird. You uh, probably shouldn't do it if you're a convicted felon, but, you know. You know, th- that's the thing. Th- yeah. This group here, Predator Exposure, like, it makes me sound like they think they've fancy themselves like this vigilante group, like the Watchmen or something. Like, yeah. I wonder if they had make masks, like Rorschach masks yeah. or something. But you'd think if they're going to do that, why not then have like pedophile catching tools, like, you know, like a dog catcher's pole or something. <laughs> like, I mean, why, why physically hold them? Why not just like, you know, tase them or I don't know, have some kind of like device. One of those weird collars on the end of a pole. Yeah. Like <laughs> One of those things. You. you just keeps them away. Yeah. And they just hold them because they're not actually yeah. touching them, but they got them. And, or a, like a gun that fires a net. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? what you need. One of those net yeah. guns. Uh-huh. <laughs> So the prosecutor here, Tom Story, told the court that the members of this group and those working with them overstepped the mark and went far beyond the bounds of pedo hunting um, uh, within which they should have operated. Um, The jury of seven men and five women heard that the first incident happened in August 2018 when four of the defendants went to a home of this man in the Normanton area of West Yorkshire um, this man had taken part in online conversations with a Predator Exposure member who was posing as a 14-year-old. They don't say if, if he was posing as a 14-year-old male or female. Right. They took the man who is diagnosed with ADHD as a child and is believed to be on the spectrum, the autistic spectrum, into the back garden of his house and prevented him from leaving. Even when he has to be allowed inside to fetch his medication. It's funny that they mentioned that there because it's like, okay, you're on the spectrum. That's one thing. But it's a UK, clearly a UK thing because, like, here literally everyone is diagnosed as ADHD. <laughs> literally every I mean, single yeah. person, especially on the now in this in the United States, you know. So I believe the uh, suspect here, this guy that they that they made a citizen's arrest. Um, I think this guy is a guy who is uh, who is in this video that someone posted to our sick and wrong Facebook page. Yes. So this dude has like a, an abnormally large cranium. Oh, it's very strange. <laughs> I mean, like I honestly thought the video at the end, he would like use his psionic powers to make their heads explode or something. Yeah, he looks like Uatu the Watcher. Like he's he just this big, like massive, yeah. like bald head. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, using like his mad psionics to destroy people. But here, here's some audio from this video of these people cornering this guy against a fence in his backyard. So to the, to the young lady, you know, mate. Hiya. Your name Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I think you know why we're here. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Let me just show you something. Yeah. Stay with us a second, just to let you know we're not going to hurt you. That's what I'm scared about. No, no, no one's going to hurt you, yeah? Listen to his weird, creepy voice. He's so weird. <laughs> He's so weird. And he looks bizarre. Like this this video, which might be from the, the 
you know, predator exposure group. It's called Bald Nonce Gets Caught on Camera on Facebook Live. Don't say, is that the girl you've been talking to? Yeah. Okay. God, he looks so effort, weird. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, this could be used in a court of law. Yeah. Yep. Um, he looks like he is about to like. Basically, you've been talking to this Wish girl. them into another mm-hmm. dimension. Okay. Yeah. Do you realise what you've been doing is wrong? I know I've been doing it wrong, but I've been going through a bit of problems. Yeah. What's but been I've happening? Never ever hurt no one. Okay. I'm just wanted to take her out for a friendly drink, and that's all. Right, you do know, how could you take her for a drink? She's only 14. No, I'm not like that kind of drink. Like, um, I like how they're trying to play mental gymnastics with this, like, autistic guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, of course you're going to catch him in a lie. I mean, you can't, you know, I mean this is just unfair. But then, at the same time, like, if these people did this to you, wouldn't you be like, I don't know what you're talking about? You're right. making a mistake. I don't know what you're talking about. I would just completely deny it, because what are they going to do? I get, well, I guess they're going to hold you in a headlock. But here, I'll play a little bit more. Oh, what's it called? Um, just like a soft drink or coffee. Yeah, but she's 14. Oh, no, you no, must realise that's wrong. Yeah, I know it's wrong. I've... You can't take 14-year-olds out for a soft drink. I don't think you could do that. You might have been able to back in the 60s for a chocolate phosphate or something. I don't think you could do that now, though. I would even. You know, he looks kind of like the the villain from the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> what was this? Sin- sinister? No, no. His oh. head just got really. He was really big, and he had all these power. His head was huge. I forget <laughs> That's who what... played him in that fucking thing. Yeah, this guy eventually starts crying. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what Peter what, Sarsgaard played him. Yeah, that's who played played in them. God, was that the Ryan Reynolds Greenlander movie? Yeah, yes, it was. That oh, was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the defendants here, Philip Hoban, forty three, can be heard on footage taken by the group calling the man a filthy cunt and asking him if he'd prefer to be called a nonce or a dirty bastard. <laughs> I don't know if he uh, chose either one, but Mm. uh, the prosecutor says clear from the footage that the man was extremely scared and upset by what was taking place. And at times he even began crying, which is never good. Uh, The second incident happened in January 2019 when all five of the predator exposure heroes um, ended up uh, going to the house of another man in uh, the Chapel Allerton area of Leeds. Uh, they ended up chasing the man to a nearby shop and then tried to physically drag him outside of the shop. The guy was terrified. He was terrified. And he was actually like holding onto the counter to prevent them from pulling him outside, like screaming. Mm -hmm. And so uh, his way of dealing with this is he placed his arm around the guy's neck and just pulled his head back into like a headlock while telling me he was under citizen's arrest. So apparently you can use, like, uh, force, I guess, in the UK to make citizens arrest. Um, the way in which the defendants went about this and the violence they used went way beyond anything that might have been necessary to detain them. Once again, if they used a pedo catcher pole, this wouldn't have been an issue. You know, or one of those nets, you net. know? Yeah, I like the net. It's very humane. It's humane. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah they're not going to hurt. You know, they're not going to hurt. They're not going to be able to go you anywhere. You know, things like a bolo. You know what I'm talking about? Is it? Is that? Are those the things that like wrap around your feet? 
Yeah, like the ball, they've got like these balls and they're connected by rope and you go like, and it and you just like throw them feet. almost like a lasso, but it's not, yeah. it's like, and it yeah. wraps on your feet. That would work. Yeah. I kind of like the net though. Cause you can get those net guns. Right. That's, you know, I don't, can you really get those net guns D? Cause I don't think you can. I don't think they exist in the real world. I think Elon Musk you, sells You said, them. like, you can get it. Like, you can just go to, like, Spencer Gifts and get one or something. I don't think you can. I think you could. Because if I you, bet could, you could, I'd have one. one Amazon. Believe me, buddy, I'm, I'd, I'm, I'd have right, one. Do a quick search on Amazon and okay. see if you can find one of these things. I bet all you right. can get, like, a net gun. Okay. I, I mean, know. they make all sorts of fucking ninja weapons. Right. You know? But aren't there, like... Like non, well, not I guess they're not non-violent weapons, but like weapons that don't harm people. Like maybe they should use like the uh, the sound weapons that make you I shit like yourself. I, I like how I start typing it in, and, it, and it, the autocomplete is net gun shoots nets. <laughs> <laughs> Can you buy a net gun on Amazon? Um, no. No, they don't have it. No. no oh well. Sorry. But it would be great if these guys had their, you know. Rorschach masks, and then they're like homemade pedo catching weapons. You can get a Gatling gun that shoots little water balloons. That would work. That's kind of dope. I mean, you I don't think know if that about would it. Work, but it's yeah, but you could maybe fill those water balloons full of red paint, and then the pedo now is marked for as a you know with red paint. Sure, you could, that's the thing you could do. Yeah, yeah that would work. Um, after the man uh, was bundled outside the shop. Uh, Hoban physically held onto his clothing the whole time calling him a dirty, horrible bastard. Yeah. A child rapist and an animal. <laughs> um, both of these men were arrested on suspicion of inciting a child to engage in sexual activity. Um, but uh, I guess the conversations between the men and the decoys, while it did amount to a criminal offense, neither of the men were actually charged after this. So... Um, Hoban from Beeston, Leeds, and his son Jordan, who's 19, are both charged with two counts of false imprisonment and uh, one common assault. A bizarre way to bond with your child. I just yes. wonder if they're going to look back on this like fondly, like years later. You remember when we used to torture the pedos? Mm. It was so much fun. Oh, we were good at it. Um, Jordan Plain, 26, from Leeds, and Dean Walls from Moortown are both charged with one count of false imprisonment and one, co- one of common assault. And then there are two women. Kelly Meadows is 40. She's charged with two counts of false imprisonment. And uh, Christine James Roberts, she's 60. So this is the whole group that mm-hmm. got together. And instead of, like, you know, getting their tea towels and having a cup of tea, they're out there, like, pretending to be 12-year-olds and catching pedos. So weird. I find that bizarre. Okay, so you know what? Um, they don't, they don't have them on, um, on Amazon, but, uh, they got them, man. You or can you buy can buy, them. how much are they? They're expensive. They're like 500 bucks or something. Not that bad though. If they're, you're catching They're meant pedos. to like get, um, you know, animals, like to rescue animals, capture animals at a safe distance and then release them in the wild. <laughs> um, but <they're, laughs> the net guns, the net gun starter pack is, uh, $900. Dude, think of how popular their and YouTube page would be. And you can get a tiny one for like spiders and, and insects and stuff. Think how popular their YouTube page would be if they're just like all armed with net guns and they're like, all right, and they got their Facebook Live GoPros on. Right. We're about to go catch some fucking pedos. 
I would watch that. I'm looking at it. It's and it's. Oh, it's dope, dude. It's It's like, I mean, I don't. I don't think. I. I think it would just annoy someone. You don't think it would incapacitate them? Capture like a raccoon or some shit. You know. But it might incapacitate. Shot at a dude, it would just like irritate them. But do you think it would knock them down? No. I don't. Unless they just like got like wah and then like accidentally fell down. You know what you need? You need to put some kind of like, I don't know, mm. sticky net. So they're really, you know, it sticks all over them like a spider's web. I like the quotes from the, on the web, web page. Um, I worked with the net gun store to get multiple net guns for my business. <laughs> <laughs> What's your business? I don't know. Stacy R. <laughs> And then I, Robert B. says, I was able to catch the stray dog that had been around my home for weeks safely and easily. Why not just put out, like, I don't know, a hot dog and then just well, grab it? You want to grab a stray dog, D? Is that what you want to do with your time? You want to get bit by a stray dog? Um, I guess huh? you could. Yeah, I, I guess I could see. I, I guess it'd be better to use a net yeah. gun. You know, that's right. We do have some Patreon money, so uh, maybe yeah. this might be a good investment. <laughs> yeah. Go oh, catch man, the homeless. Dope. All right. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? Okay. Urias' husband chops off rapist's penis after catching him attacking wife in the street. Hmm. Is that Bob Seger's song? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of his... Uh, Less popular ones. Yeah, yeah, it's like a deep cut. Uh huh. That's right. Like uh, two plus two equals one, or whatever that song is. <laughs> two from plus the... two, wait, minus one. Yeah, you know that the you know that song. From Mr. Yeah. Show. No. Oh. He had a song. It was a Bob Seger. Never mind. I don't know. Bob Seger fucking... band. Yeah. I don't like Bob Seger. <laughs> the I don't either. But he band. had some before he did like terrible shit. He had a few decent songs. Um, like when he had his Night moves. psych band, well, that's a decent song, but I'm talking yeah. about before that period, like in the late sixties, early seventies, two plus one minus one. That's that one? a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You fucker. Anyway, I'm not, I'm no one to, 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 to fucking defend Bob Seger because literally <laughs> that old time rock and roll song, uh. like any, if I, like, if I ever saw him, I would just attack him. I would fire a net gun at him and I'd just beat him to death. You know, I or would I'd rather citizens arrest him for like a crime against humanity. I would prefer to listen to the sound of 40 men eating and defecating than to listen to that song in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Old time oh, rock and roll. God. All right. So a husband has chopped off a rapist's penis <laughs> after seeing him allegedly sexually assaulting his wife. Oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty, that's something. It's pretty grisly. The 27-year-old spouse was on his way home in Shevchenkovo, a village in the eastern Kharkiv region of Ukraine. I knew this was going to happen over there. This type of shit happens over there. Oh, yeah. When he claimed he saw the attack. Reports say the couple were spending time with their friends at a local restaurant. At about 1 a.m., the wife left with her husband following 10 minutes later. That's weird. It, is it weird? Yeah, but it's like 1 a.m. and you're, you're rushing to... What if she was like attacked by a fucking polar bear or something? Don't they have she bears was out attacked there? attacked by a guy. A deviant. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't think there are polar bears in Ukraine. But I mean, right? if if you're at like a bar in the Ukraine. Yeah. With with your well, they have bears and they have bears all over Russia. They like fucking ride motorcycles. I've seen them. Um, I would be surprised if they have any bears left in the Ukraine. Yeah, they're probably eating them because they, they used to just like take them and like, hey, let's have them fight each other for fun. Everyone was like with the Michael Vick of bears back in the Renaissance time. They did, yeah, yeah horrible things with circuses yeah. and. But yeah. I mean. If you're at a bar with your wife, it's 1 a.m., and she's like, I'm going to go, would you be like, all right, I'll, I'll meet you there? Or would you at least get her in a lift or something? It sounds like the bar is, like, very close from their house. Oh, yeah, that's true. It like, isn't true, though. Because like, the- it, it's like in New York, it's like, yeah, that's what you do all the time. It, it, I, I could see it happening a million times. You know, it's like... It's like, hey, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. Or it's like, all right, I'm just going to stay and have, you know, a few more drinks. A couple more drinks or something. Yeah, yeah. And But then he ends up leaving early. He leaves 10 minutes after. Hmm. I, I mean, I, this has happened in New York a million times to me. So, you know, I had my penis cut off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on more than one occasion. Yep, that's right. So, so you know, keep your, keep your prejudices to yourself, mister. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... But as she walked near her apartment block, the 25-year-old rapist, Dmitry Ivchenko. I like how they don't even say it. They're saying alleged up to that point, and then and they're it's just, just like, like yeah. yeah. Allegedly attacked her from behind while covering her mouth. <laughs> when the victim's husband... What? I, I don't know. I just keep thinking, like, yeah. and so was Russ Kalkinoff there? It's like all these characters from a fucking Dostoevsky novel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> The crime and punishment chapter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know. Dmitry Uya Ivanovich. You know, or like the like the master margarita, you know. Yeah. It's a Bulgakov novel. Yeah. Yeah, when the victim's husband reached the apartment block, he heard noises coming from the bushes and claimed to see Ivchenko Squeezing his victim's throat while raping her. Man, that guy works fast. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like she's walking there. Like the guy, husband couldn't have been too far behind. Already has her in the bushes and commenced the raping. Yeah. The the furious um, husband then allegedly attacked the rapist and hit him on the head with a fist. This is what this article says. Hit him on the head with a fist. Yeah. Not his fist. No, just someone out there. So like a fish-shaped dildo? Mm-hmm. All right, well, that works. One of those Hulk hands. Remember, you can get the Hulk fists, and they go, rawr, when you hit something with Bam. it. Bam. Yeah. Um, with a fist before grabbing his Swiss army knife and chopping his penis off. Wow. Yeah. That guy, I mean, have you ever tried to open a Swiss army knife? Yes. Like, it's not easy. While holding it, well, I guess he knocked, maybe he knocked the guy out when he hit him with his fist. Yeah, but he probably um, hit, the, well, we don't know how large this man is. You know, he yeah. might be Drago or something. But, like, he uh, hit the guy and then still was able with his other hand to pull out and pull out a knife out of those things. He probably hit him and then pulled out his knife. But still, it's, uh, he's very yeah. adept. Yeah, I mean, the guy, he had to have knocked the guy out because, man, it's hard to do stuff. Yeah, with a Swiss Army knife, I would be. I would pull it well, out. Like the Swiss it'd be Army, like, it's hard to do anything. Somebody's like trying to. Fight yeah, but I would life. pull it out. It'd be like, oh shit, it's a corkscrew. Let me put that back in. And yeah, now yeah. It's like, <laughs> pull it out. It's like, oh, it's a spoon. Hold on a second. 
Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, it's a toothpick. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the husband, uh, the attorney said uh, the husband lost the husband lost the ability to control his actions. He did not understand what he was doing. Wow, he's like in a uh, psychotic. It's like a psychotic episode here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rapist screams woke up all the residents in the area who rushed to the scene. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. I Bur- all the birds too. in the trees flutter up into the sky, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, I wonder if this guy was like the local rapist, like the rapist of the village. And everyone's like, ah, oh, it's about damn time he got his dick cut off. Yeah, right. You know? Vladimir Tatakov, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the victim's mother immediately reported Ivchenko to the police while others called an ambulance for him as he was bleeding heavily. Did someone grab his penis? It's a good question. And like put it on ice or something? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to see here. Hmm. He did undergo surgery, you know. And probably poured vodka on the wound. Yeah, so um, they haven't really speculated on on reattachment yet. Mm. They, they they don't get into it. Um, yeah, but it, I I find it weird how like the the, the rapist's mother showed the rape. Wait, the victims. The mother. victims. Okay, mother, so which I was like, which victim? Um, she probably lives with them. It's his mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably lives mother, with them. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so he carved through the guy's dick with a Swiss Army knife. Man. Those things aren't sharp, too. Not yeah. He used the saw one. Ooh, yeah, maybe, maybe he had the saw mm. part. Yeah, you could mm. saw through it, I imagine. Oh, that's rough business. Yeah. Or the, the little tiny scissors, you know, they have. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I, you know, maybe. Well, it depends yeah. on the size of the penis. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah. Mr. Spaskin says, said, after the incident... The husband was in a state of shock and just walked away. He walked about 13 kilometers and reached a neighboring village. Village. There he met an acquaintance and asked him to drive him to police station. Thir- 13 kilometers. How far is that? Eight miles. Jesus Christ. This guy just yeah. like walked eight miles. He just kind of stumbled away and walked in the in at in the dark like at the end of like the incredible hulk show oh yeah like, <laughs> like bill ding, bixby ding, 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 just walk ding, it off that's <laughs> like a gogo Berdello song playing yeah yeah with his uh with his uh you know backpack was he holding the severed wiener <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so I did it. Here it is. My Vina has first name. <laughs> it's uh, it's D M I T R Y. All right, sorry. Um, the husband was charged with causing grievous bodily harm and put Ooh. under house arrest. GBH. Yeah. So. Wow. He's in house arrest now. He's got the anklet, ankle monitor. He said to local media. I cannot explain what happened to me at that moment. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> he just he do you think he just blacked out like he just had no idea like it's completely out of because i wonder if you could if you can claim like temporary insanity or just like he i think that's what he's doing yeah and and i think kind of just like rather than like trying to comfort his wife or or whatever kind of just stumbling away eight miles definitely helps that defense yeah 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 that, yeah I mean, it's like <laughs> a thousand so. yard stare yeah yeah wow so because he's just like all but it's like if he had just like punched the guy and then just punched him a bunch more times he probably definitely he might have been charged but it would have been dismissed right yeah cause the fact that he like, yeah. took, got his knife took out his knife you know what i mean castrated the guy and then yeah, walked so there was for some miles thought yeah there was some thought put into it whereas if you just start punching a dude you can argue that there's no thought there Hmm. So it still seems like a psychotic episode. I bet you he gets off. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. So Ivchenko was taken to Shevchenko District Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like is this like the like Gomez in Mexico? Yeah, it must be. It must be. Yeah, and he underwent surgery. Sergey Sergey Mitrakov. The head of this hospital surgical unit said, the patient needs a long-lasting treatment. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a fucking uh, prosthetic dildo or something? I don't know. I, you know, at least uh, they attached John Wayne Bobbitt's penis, and his dick was off for hours. Right, like, did they time? find it in a field? It's unclear if they have this. this yeah, they did find it in a field. Yeah. By the way, great documentary. <laughs> that is a good documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, doctors have not speculated on the chances to reattach the penis or whether it will work if it is. Hmm. <laughs> so that was the second question they asked the doctors. Will can you work? reattach the penis? If you do, will it work? Um, so they have any, it doesn't even, it's not even clear if they have the penis. It's just, you know, it's all up in the air right now. Why wouldn't he cut the balls off too? That's a whole other thing, man. You yeah, know? but you got a Swiss Army knife. There's a lot of instruments on that thing. None of which are particularly <laughs> sharp, right? Yeah, but you get the saw. I mean, you, you, cut saw the, you cut the penis. I mean, even just cutting the penis while holding it, I, I would think you'd want to put it on like a chopping board or something, you know? I mean, I don't know. This guy probably it up held like, one uh, end and just yeah. I, just, I mean, I. I don't know. I don't doubt this guy's skill with a Swiss Army knife. Right, right. You know, but like I mean, if he chorizo, cut his balls you know, like off, like chopping chorizo, you make it some uh, Spanish breakfast there with some chorizo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you cut his balls off, he's not going to have the desire to rape anymore. Um, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, maybe. I, not. I've seen some amazing things in my life. Mm. You know. Um, so. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Police were said to be investigating the rape allegations against Ivchenko. He is at the hospital under police surveillance now. Hmm. Prosecutor Tetiana Veseleva commented, The rapist said that he was dumped by his girlfriend a week ago. On the day of the incident, he drank a liter of vodka. <laughs> He is refusing to say more so far. Whoa. 
That like place just calling him a rapist now. Like yeah. At the beginning of the article, they're like, alleged, ah, fuck it. You know? <laughs> this guy was doing, he would have got his dick cut off otherwise, you know? Right. Right, right, right. A uh, liter of vodka. That's a lot of vodka. That's a, that's a sizable amount of vodka there. Yeah, yeah. Surprised oh, yeah. he could still get it up. Yeah. Uh, well, they don't call it vodka dick. Oh, yeah. They, they don't call, call it vodka dick. dick. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the female <laughs> residents of the village support the husband. Hanna Kastova said, Ivtrenko tried to hit on me, but they told him to stop. Then he said, You will regret it. <laughs> I believe any girl from our village could have become his victim. I support husband. If he had not done it, the rapist would have continued to assault girls. I am sorry for the wife. She has a hard time now. <laughs> wow, so he was the rapist of the village. This guy's like a hero. He's like a local hero now. Well, we don't know that yet. He said he tried to hit on a woman once, and then he But then he said, you will live to regret this. Right, yeah. So... I don't know, I think but I mean, he don't sound like a good guy. It's, it, no, it's yeah. you know, Can't it's hard for me to time. imagine the guy attacking him and then chopping his penis off for no reason. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can understand so. kicking his ass, maybe you know, yeah. a couple punches to the face, but yeah, chopping his member off—that's it. Probably egregious. wasn't erect anymore when he chopped it off. Because if it was, that'd be that'd be rough. That'd be difficult. Yeah, then you'd have to use a saw for sure. Then you'd have to use the saw attachment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but he could face uh, up to eight years in prison if found guilty. And the rapist found faces up to five years if found guilty. Whoa. The guy that cut the dick chopper gets yep. eight years? Faces up to eight years and the rapist faces up to five years. Whatever happened to gulag? Do they do that anymore? Yeah, that's just the word for prison. I thought they'd Isn't send it? you off to Siberia. With like that big mask on your head. What the hell are you talking about? Did you ever see, oh, you never saw Mad Max Thunderdome, did you? Um, sure, I've seen Thunderdome. Remember when he like spun the wheel, he got Gulag, and they're like, all right, put the mask on his head, put him on a donkey, and now he's off into the wilderness. Yeah, that's different than a Russian Gulag, D. I don't know. They probably put like Yakov Smirnov's head on you. Got a Yakov Smirnoff mask and just like poof, into the into the Siberian wilderness, the tundra. Yeah, no, a gulag is just a prison. It's just the word for prison. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure. Well, I always thought it was like this Siberian prison, like in the remote wilderness or something. Well, but... they do have prisons in Siberia. Um, they do. You know, it's a place they like to put them, just like we like to put them in the desert. You know, because it's like, they're hard to escape. They're yeah, hard to escape from. Yeah. Uh, they're a Siberian work camp. It's a place you don't want to go generally. So yeah, they do have that. Or like upstate New York. You know, we have a lot of prisons up there because, like, no one really wants Danimura. to go. Uh, yeah. What would you rather be in, a uh, Siberian prison or, like, a Brazilian prison? Fuck, man. <laughs> That's tough. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's rough. God, either one would be terrible. I, can, I opt, can I suicide out of this? Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, the easy way out. Yeah. People, send your story to around Podcast at gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. Call Sticker Wrong Hotline at 323-522-4032. But first, 
Here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to, 323-522-4032. Unfortunately, none of these calls really are Halloween-themed. I guess maybe they are Halloween-themed. It all depends on how you interpret it. Um, But here's, uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of Halloween-themed. Here's Mike from the Third Reich. Remember this guy? The guy that really likes, well, he doesn't like the Third Reich, but he likes the Third Reich. Oh, I sure remember that guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Sikanon, this is Mike from the Third Reich. Hey, thanks for uh, playing my call a couple weeks ago. Um, D, I felt like you were kind of trying, you were getting what I was saying. Uh, but Harrison, well, I know you just got back from Malta, man. And so I'm going to chalk it up to sleep deprivation and not retardation. Nah, this is fucking with you, Harrison. Listen, man, I know you only did three Nazi topics, all right? That's what I'm saying, man. I own a couple of books of swastikas, and I love Hitler, right? You do a couple of Nazi topics, and, and now you're the Nazi show. That's what I'm saying to you, Harrison. He's trying to commiserate with you. What is he saying to me? I honestly can't understand what he's saying at all. I think, he, okay, I think what he's trying to say is you get upset because, you know, we do three Nazi topics, and everyone's like, Harrison's obsessed with Nazis. Right. You know, and he, this guy, has a couple Nazi books and maybe a, uh, I don't know, a Nazi stamp collection or something. And then his whole family's like, he's obsessed with Hitler, loves Hitler. So I think he's trying to, like, you know, empathize with you or something. He's trying to project onto me or something. Yeah, I think he feels your pain. Pain? What pain are you talking about? I'm just saying, you get upset when people accuse you of being like this Nazi lover, Nazi sympathizer, being a fanatic about Nazis, which you're not, Mm -hmm. because we've only done a couple topics on the show. It's not like we—it's not like this is a Nazi. Yeah, but this guy has like fucking. Remember, he's like, well, all I have is this, you know, Mauser pistol and all the stamps and coins from the Third Reich and. You know, well, he's trying uh, to say that he likes Nazis about as much as you do, but yet he's accused of being a Nazi fanatic. Yeah, I don't. My family doesn't accuse. You know, it's yeah, never yeah, happened. Yeah. That's, it's never that's come up saying, in a this family. This guy, I think, is another dinner. level yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. of Hitler fan. Right, and and generally, all of my the, the books involving Nazis I have are limited to Operation Paperclip and their occult um, ventures. You know, yeah. Well, that's, that, that, that's I, pretty much what I'm. My, my I think he th- he's been, or he said in his last call, that he's like, I've never actually gone out and you know purchased uh, some Nazi memorabilia on eBay or something. He's like, but you know, it's every now and then someone will be like, here's a Nazi, here's a Himmler stamp, and I might yeah. have that one that someone gifted to me. Oh sure, yeah, of course. But anyway, I love the idea of uh, name that Nazi. <laughs> That's a that's a great you idea. You know, m- my interest is mainly in military history, um, and I know Harrison's more- and boudoir pictures of uh, right. <laughs> the Waffen SS. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
more interested in the kind of the uh, the occult stuff and the perhaps the more sick and wrong aspects of of the Nazi history. But man, hey, I would love to compete. I feel like I could still give Harrison a pretty good pretty good run here. Uh, anyway, hey, if you're interested, Harrison, I'll I'll put up those uh, stamps and uh, coins that my brother got me. Again, <laughs> I don't really own anything that you know it's from the Third Reich or anything like that. You Except just for coins said you stamps. <laughs> but you know he doesn't really own them. Yeah, yeah. You know they're in a common area of the household. Oh yeah, the it could belong to his kid's sister. Mm. You know. My brother got those for me, and while it's nice, you know, I really don't want to own anything that has swastikas on it. Well, you do. Anyway, tell me what you think. Take it sleazy. All right, well, what are you going to put up then? I, I don't know. I mean, I'll do the game. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't, you know. We're going to have to I, think. I, I, I mean, I used to have a replica of the knife, but... That you know that kind of has um, sentimental value because my like, I got stabbed. With uh, it. Yeah, that's the one you got stabbed with. Yeah, but you yeah. must have something else. Hmm. Mm. I'll have to think about it. Yeah, I used there... to have a replica of a Totenkopf ring, but um, I think I threw that out. It <laughs> weirded me out. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I got a replica of the Totenkopf ring because I mean, let's face it, they're cool rings. But I filed the, because it's like got a bunch of Nordic runes all around it, and I filed the swastika off of it. You fucking, you, you marred the ring? Yeah. Now it's not it's worth anything. Oh, it's, it's a, a replica. replica, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So ah. I filed the, yeah, I filed the swastika off of it. Um, but on the inside, it does have Hibbler's signature. You know? I've seen that. that. Would you, see, you don't have that anymore? No, no, I don't. I threw it out. Ah. What about those postcards that Hitler wrote to Ava Braun that you collect? Oh, yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, My dearest schnookums. <laughs> and the fossilized turds of Blondie. You yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll look around. I have, an, I have the Spear of Destiny. <laughs> yeah, um, the Spear of Destiny. You put that up against the uh, Himmler stamp collection. That sounds good. Maybe I don't know. I'll look. I'll look around. I'll see what I, you know, what else I got around this. All old, right, this old joint. We might take you up on that, Mike. From the I don't third know how Reich. This, I don't know how much those stamps are worth or whatever, but you know, Mike, who absolutely does not like Nazis. Also, what the fuck am I gonna do with stamps? I don't you know? know. I like stuff I can, you know, display somewhere. You know, yeah, you could. You could put them on the wall. Oh know. yeah, and you could just fucking people could take out a magnifying glass and look at them. <laughs> Fuck that Bullshit But anyway I will do a Nazi game show Alright This yeah. this might be coming up I, It's gonna take some preparation On my part But I think I could host Something like that Yeah Might be cool We'll, we'll, we'll look just, into I, it I don't know I could do like An audio book version Of one chapter From Mind Comp for, Just for this guy You know <laughs> Oh my god dude That's like Erotic that. fiction for him Yeah Yeah, uh, He'd be into that Harrison's voice Reading Mind Comp <laughs> Yeah Wow um, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe that could be like a holiday show type thing. We'll see. Thank you, Mike, from the Third Reich. Um, next call we have here is uh, the Wad. Remember the Wad? Weird Arab dude? Oh, yeah. He's talking about some of his past relationships. Hello, D. Hello, Harrison. It's the Wad again. Ah, just got out of a kickboxing class. I'm amped like a motherfucker. 
So you know this guy listens to Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> he totally does. And Imagine Dragons. Yeah, he's <laughs> when he's you know, he's not listening to Imagine Dragons. Mm. He's like naked in a room with headphones, staring at a Joe Rogan poster, listening mm. to the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of got cut off on that last call. I know you guys were uh, curious about um, uh, how uh, the relationship ended with the girl who would throw, who would play all the elaborate pranks on me. Uh, our relationship that was kind of amazing. You remember yeah, that? That does sound. Yep. That that there was a girl like that did these boring. horrible yeah. pranks to him, just yeah. horrible things, and I, we were curious how that ended. Relationship ended. Uh, Basically because I got tired of her being up my ass and micromanaging everything I did. So I was like, you need some friends. So I talked her into joining a sorority. And then once she starts, you know, getting all these friends, going to all these parties, having all these frat boys hit on her, that's when she decided she didn't need me anymore. And then that's kind of how our relationship ended. And uh, she... Wow, we kind of uh-huh. s- sabotaged it there. Yeah. Way to go. Got to go uh, hook up with some other people. Hmm. Yeah. Well, did end up cheating. Yeah, man, it works. Being on her on her next boyfriend twice with me though, and you know it was just like the first girl I dealt with. Oh, she'd feel all guilty about it and cry. Now she's with this uh, disabled war vet dude, who's got a bunch of other half Filipino kids. So this guy's clearly got got his type, you know. So she went the route of uh, many. <laughs> oh, is she Filipino? Oh, she's Filipino. Okay. She's Filipino, but then she's right. like with some disabled war veteran. Right. Yeah. How disabled is this guy? Who loves to have babies with Filipino chicks? Yeah. Like, so he has like a whole brood of Filipino know, Maybe kids. he's missing an arm, dude. You yeah, know? I'm just wondering. It's like if he's going to try to hook up with her again, you know, normally I probably wouldn't try to like, you know, commit infidelity with a, the wife of a, of a war veteran but if he's disabled oh. yeah, he'd probably be alright it is always kind of fun when um, your ex cheats on her current thing yeah with, with you. you yeah you know that's that always is kind, kind of, of fun. fun yeah yeah it's good stuff it, it also kind of like you know it's sort of fortifying because you're just like wow I still got it you yeah know? yeah totally any other Asian women uh, marrying an old white war veteran now the relationship I was in after hers, now that shit was hilarious. Uh, the way that ha- the way that worked out was uh, I was so heartbroken by her breaking up with me that I kind of ran into the arms of a fat woman. And this was like a fat ass white girl. I, I told myself, oh, you know, uh, I put up with a bitch for all these years because I thought she was hot. You know, this girl's got a great personality. You know, let me try the reverse effect. And she she was fat, ugly. She had she had small tits, but a big gut. She had this flat, wide, dimply ass. Mm. And to top it all off, she had IBS. Oh wow, she's a keeper, man. The wad here doesn't really discriminate amongst women. He's kind of like his. Wouldn't his dad and Travis the horse would pretty much fuck anything. Yeah. So he's following in his father's footsteps here. So anytime we ever got home from anywhere, the first thing she had to do was take a shit. And every time it was one of those shits that you could hear through the bathroom door. 
you would literally hear the shit exploding out of her ass and like echoing throughout the echoing into the toilet bowl. I I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Although uh, apparently my brother-in-law doesn't mind. Right. Yeah, he's he's totally you wouldn't be fine able to with deal that. with that, huh? That wouldn't be. You that would that. be a deal breaker with me. If well, why like, don't you get one of those? You get one of those uh, things where you have a bathroom with the uh, f- with the fan, you know, with the vent thing. And you go, I know, but it's just like, could you imagine every time you come home, she's running the bathroom, and it's just you hear just explosive diarrhea. I just it, after a while, it would grate on me. I don't know. I would be weird. I would just be grossed out by it. You know, I don't mean to sound petty, but it's kind of. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I mean, it's. I, I guess I am. I just think it would be a difficult thing to deal with. Now, if it's your wife, sure, you know, you're I, not gonna, you're not gonna okay. divorce her because of her, her uh, irritable bowels. But if it's like you're dating a girl, and you, you go, so you, you're saying you would never would have let it get to the point of being. Her um, being no, I, I wouldn't have. Right. I wouldn't have been committed in this relationship. I think I would have been. I would have lost interest after like the first three irritable bowel. You know, episodes. Okay. No more Olive Garden for you. As a matter of fact, the first time I had sex with her, she immediately went in the bathroom and took a shit. And that was also the only time I ever fucked her with the lights on. I'll never forget that look on her face. It was just like, ugh. Weird fucking look. Wait, what? What did he say? (laughs) He said he... He never fucked her with the lights on except for that one time. And then immediately afterwards, she ran out and had uh, irritable oh, bowels. Oh, okay. I thought, he, I thought he was saying he fucked her in the bathroom or something for some reason. No, he like fucked her with, oh. with the lights on this one time. Mm. I, yeah, I don't understand. How could you have sex with somebody that you're not attracted to? Like, Are you able to do that? Um, yeah, you find, you can always find something, you know, I mean, that's, that's what that, uh, the porn guy, what's his name? Uh, Sterling Cooper. We yeah. had him on here. He was like, I focus on what I do find attractive about her. But I mean, this girl, she's yeah. has small tits. She's ugly. She's got a huge gut and a flat ass. It's like, what are you looking at? That's attractive. Um, you, I'll tell you how you, I'll tell you how you do this is that you think of yourself as the sex object. <laughs> being used by uh you know like in the same way that like you know are you okay game show host slash comedian that's older and fat you know might fuck uh you know a younger hotter thing you think of yourself as the younger hotter thing and there's something arousing about that I guess I could kind of see that, or or yeah. I could see it's like maybe like you're humiliating yourself with this fat, gross person, and that's what you're getting off sure. on. Yeah, you know, it could be stuff too. Yeah. There's yeah, there's something, something degrading about. Yeah, it. the degradation is what yeah. you're getting into. I just I don't think I'd deal with that. I just couldn't, right. I'd rather just masturbate. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. You know. I've done yeah. It. No. So um, have I. Yeah, yeah. I was sorry when he said that. I was watching a video. This one. Thing. It's like, I don't know, it's like $3,200, but he shoots it from a helicopter at a fucking polar bear, and it's in the net. Oh, he, wait, bears. he netted a polar bear? A polar bear, dude. It's running around. Wow. Yeah. He nets a polar bear, buddy. You can net a deer with these fucking things, the more expensive ones. I wonder if the wad ever netted this chick. Maybe that's how he got her. <laughs> <laughs> Shaved her down. <laughs> I would totally make her. use of this in the bedroom. Absolutely. This, <laughs> that, that, 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be Absolutely, great. Absolutely, man. A bunch of cocaine with her that night, too. Well, no wonder she's shitting. And uh, mm. I was actually with her for two years. But, uh, okay, that's the end of the call. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Well, there you go. Okay. The Wad's healthy sexual relationships. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like that guy. I haven't heard from him in a while. I know he called in about, I haven't played this call. I'm not playing on Patreon, though. But talking about his wrestling league. He's in, like, this oh. independent, like, indie wrestling thing, which apparently is very popular. Yeah. I don't know. I think Joe right. Rogan told him to form a wrestling league. Right. <laughs> All right. And then go fuck a fat chick. <laughs> right. All right. Last call we have here is from this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I named it this, but I just called it Odd Girl Has a Story from Oregon. So here she is. The Odd Girl with a Story from Oregon. It's like a Tim Burton right, novel. Look. Okay. So the first yeah. fucking call I made, that was just me answering questions from the last call. Second call, just fucking delete that. Don't even listen to that. I don't know who that was. You know what she's talking about? This, she called in once. It, I heard that call. First. And I was like, I couldn't try to make out what she said because it sounded really interesting, but she was drunk or something. Yeah, she called in first and just answered questions, mm -hmm. I guess, from a previous call, which I guess I'm not playing that one. But mm -hmm. then she called in, yeah, with another one that was like unintelligible. I don't even know what it was about. But then this one is a, this one's pretty interesting. I actually have a story, and we're just going to go straight from the childhood right here. So my parents both moved out to Oregon um, to become pot farmers after both going to prestigious East. What did she say? Prestigious? Prestigious? Oh, prestigious. Eastern colleges. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wait, they were like went to Yale and Harvard, then met mm. each other. Like, let's go be pot farmers in Oregon. Apparently, a lot of people did that in the eighties. Oh, you think she's? Do you think they're in the eighties? She sounds so young. Maybe it was in the eighties. Oh yeah, the early nineties or something. Yeah. I was getting a call there, but I it. Um, East Coast colleges, and. My dad just decided one day, he's like, I'm going to just move out to Oregon and become a pot farmer. So my this mom isn't the librarian, after, right? Like, this is like... Uh, no, this is a completely different girl. Okay, okay. All yeah. right. She's drunk and she calls in sometimes or something like that. Yeah. Every now and then, she'll call in like three or four mm -hmm. times. And okay. I, I don't remember when we last played her call, but right. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. She's something interesting about her. There she is. They got together... Uh, randomly had me, and after they fucking had me, they were taking me out hiking, like, in the Umpqua National Forest, just, just pretty much fucking just... I really hope this story has something to do with the Bigfoot. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that to happen, uh -huh. so we'll see. Yeah. Forest land everywhere. And what part of the trail was washed out? And they were telling me not to run. Like, hey, kids, don't run. Don't run fast. I was a toddler. Of course, I was going to run fast. The only thing keeping the trail together was a two-by-four. It was just a two-by-four across this washed-out piece of trail with, a, like, just a rock wall on one side and a cliff down to the river on the other side. Guess what? I ran across it, and I slipped. And I tumbled the whole way down, like, 
almost 100 feet down this cliff, and they said it was amazing that I just somersaulted and had a hat on so that my head never actually hit the rocks, but, I mean, that's debatable, depending. Yeah, I was about to say, that explains a lot Yeah, with yeah. these calls here. Mm. <laughs> so I wonder if she was maybe found by a family of Bigfoots and raised amongst them. Right. <laughs> and they nursed her back to health. On how you hear my voice, because when I hear my voice played back to me, I'm like, I definitely got some fucking brain damage on that one. I'd say but so. anyway, I mean, I did graduate college with pretty good grades, so there's that. But uh, I have no fucking memory, obviously. But anyway, yeah, no. So my dad goes scrambling down the fucking cliff, grabs me, and uh, when I get back to the top, I just say, can we go on a different hike? And that's the kind of person I am. That's the story I wanted to tell. Have a good night. Bye. Wait, what? I, I guess she rolls with the punches. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's like, okay, you, you just fell down the cliff, get some mm-hmm. brain damage, rescued by Bigfoots, gives it back to your dad, and you're like, let's do it again. For some reason, Different I was thinking hike. about bears, and then I was thinking about like bears fighting Brainiac in the snow. You, so wait, he'd be using his mad psionics to control the bears? <clears throat> um, I don't know if Brainiac had that. Oh. What was yeah, his? He was, a, what, he was his, a computer guy. He was a robot guy. Oh, a robot guy. That's yeah, what yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to be a parent. I just, I have a hard enough time taking care of my cat. Like mm-hmm. my cat getting out, running out. It's like, so if my cat gets out, runs out, gets hit by a car, it's like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, but if that happened to your kid, well, now you're it's oh, like yeah. negligent homicide or something. Right. You know, well, well, if the, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if that happened to my kid, I just fucking kill myself. I wouldn't be able to deal with the pain. I'd just be like, boom, that's it. Well, that's why you'd need a net gun. So if the kid's right, running so out, just oh boom, yeah, you just yeah, got him. Pull or you him just back get in. one of those smart watches that give him a shock. You know, they run past where they're supposed to go. And like thirty years from now, your kid would be calling a cop podcast and be like, "Yeah, my dad would just get really." Like drunk and then just like pull out his neck gun and just hit me when I was a toddler and I could never like escape him and mm. I don't have brain damage, maybe I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it safe, keep it wrong. Um, well thank you there, Oregon girl. Yeah. Like, you know, she has another story uh that she calls in about the Oregon County Fair. Have you ever heard of that in no. Eugene? I worked with a weird guy when I first moved to San Francisco. His name was Sidnor. He was probably one of the most effeminate men I've ever met. And he was young, too. He was like, I probably, was when I, my first job in San Francisco, I was probably like 22. Sidnor was like 19. And he was dating like this obese 70-year-old man. Because oh, that was his thing. This, yeah. yeah. But that guy would always tell these stories about the, he grew up in Eugene, Oregon, about the Oregon mm-hmm. County Fair where like, I guess everyone goes naked because like nudity's totally fine there (laughs) so there's like families of naked people and there's like going on rides and eating cotton candy and doing all sorts of weird shit but she calls in with a story about that so maybe we'll play that next time all right um but what are your halloween plans there oregon girl we'd like to know yes yes we would uh, people call Sick and Wrong Hotline 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. You could do that today. You could do that right now. You could just go to your internet device, 
Type in patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today and you get hours of content. Um, we've been adding a lot of outtakes recently uh, where we talk about all sorts of, uh, all manners of subjects. Yeah, I'm adding uh, a bunch of, a few videos this week. Yeah, see, we're, we're adding videos to the, to the thing. Um, we also do a, a bonus story every week and uh, some bonus phone calls. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. So do yourself a favor. You owe it to yourself. Sign up for patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. This is kind of Halloween-themed, and it's a band that Harrison loves. Actually, I kind of like them, too. Um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. But actually, at the time of this song, this is from their debut record. They came out in 1993. It's called Faces of Death. They were called Bone Enterprise. But I think Enterprise is supposed to be an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. Enterprise is an acronym. My God. Yeah, it's a long acronym. It's a long fucking acronym. I'm not sure. But the song here is called Hell Sent. And it's rather satanic. It's rather dark for Bone Thugs. But they're a great band. Bone Thugs in Harmony. And uh, the song is called Hell Sent. That's going to be the second wrong song of the week. People, have a safe and happy Halloween. Remember to check your candy for pins. You know, don't eat candy that's, that looks like it's been unwrapped and wrapped again. Nope, don't do that. Watch you know, out for uh, Mickey Mouse blotter acid. Yeah, people always slip that into Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups. Yeah. And if you find Reese's yourself cups. a glass of uh, orange juice, don't tip over or you'll die. Yeah. Exactly. And if someone gives you an apple, just throw it back through their window. Because yep. you don't need an apple. Anyone can give you an apple. Look all that. Anyway, have a safe and happy Halloween. We'll be back next week with episode 711. Till then, take it sleazy. One, two, bone is coming for you. Three, four, better lock your doors. Five, six, better load your clips. Seven, they were gonna test your fate. Nine, ten, we're out to kill again. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the burning flames of hell, a place where all assassins dwell. Put back on the earth to destroy all worshippers of peace. Body bags and caskets may all good see. Together they form an organization much stronger than the mob. First, Crazy Ball, aka Leatherface, the sword of gangster. Second, Blaze Ball, aka the number one of Third, Busy Ball, aka
Cause the heavens don't want me So my fucking soul so I can live through eternity Killing at night and watching victims in the daylight A demon on the rise Snatching your fucking life Been shot with a 12 gauge I died and made front page The devil sent me back and now I'm using the same gauge Killing like a maniac Living like a lunatic Some would say the straightest sick The devil's who you're fucking with I'm corrupt and demented and not diminished by execution A savage to torture, should've been kept in the institution Been shot in the head, I ain't go out like a sucker But I still died, went to hell and just took over the motherfucker Learned the devil's tricks on how to run the shit I had a fallout with Satan, they caught his son a bitch Repeating satanic verses, but I changed the words, not your worship me The gates of hell on fire, shooting flames can't be worse than G Hell set they call me Rip for a reason I'm on a road to see bloody bodies Just call me a demon It's the psychopathic maniac Mangling ladies Sticks a grenade in they pussy Then I start strangling babies See, it's death to all my enemies That's Rip's only tactic But if I chance we kill each other Then our souls will go at it See, I'm dug in the triple six It's death by the sword I told Satan that I'm killing him through the Ouija board how we can see the fear in your eyes. I want folks to remember 
McCamey Manor as a just a truly unique, crazy, extreme haunt. 